on the rumble. Got the podcast running. Hey, it's Big John. It's Americana. It's Amer- the American way. Find me on Parlor at the Real Big John, all one word, on Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. If I can enunciate and pronunciate <clears throat> Americana, the American Way channel, and all the podcast platforms at Americana, the American Way. Maybe this will work. I want to begin with a Fox News alert tonight. There has been a hitch in the highly anticipated count in the Virginia governor's race. Fairfax County, which is the biggest and most Democratic county in the state of Virginia, will not be supplying its vote results on time. We're supposed to have early vote shortly after 7 o'clock Eastern, but an hour ago, a Fairfax County official announced that there is a delay. They say they need to rescan the ballots. They're going to release a partial count, quote, of their early vote in person sometime this evening. Bill Hammer will be tracking that for us. We're also going to talk to Britt Hume. We're going to figure out how many votes they need, apparently. Just kidding. Good evening, and welcome to Tucker Carlson. So there you have it. It is the fix-in in Virginia. You know, we sat here uh, a year ago. So, and what wondered? Uh, we thought Donald Trump at about this time, 10 p.m. at night, was the reigning defending president of the United States. All indicators were going that way, and then the voting stopped at 10:30 o'clock p.m. in the middle of the night and what happened about 2 a.m. votes started coming in from all over the place now this uh see this this election in virginia it's a moral victory. And uh, Virginia is an important state to carry in a presidential year. And having a governor who is in your party in charge of that state can be crucial to the presidential bid. This uh, candidate, Yonkin, has done well with himself dancing a line between the forever Trumpers and the never Trumpers. He uh, has favorability with 9 out of 10 forever Trump supporters he however has a 6 out of 10 uh, support of I wouldn't say never Trumpers but people that don't like Donald Trump quite as much and 
in that regard, what that shows you is he did a good job of dancing the line, dance, walking the tight rope, if you will, between the Trump loyalist and the anti-Trumpers uh, to get as many votes as he could in Virginia. The problem I am having is uh, in the early returns this Yonkin had a 12 point lead over uh, Terry McAuliffe the uh, slime ball Dem former Democrat chairman, former Virginia governor who helped get old Bubba elected president in 1992 and is a notorious Clinton crony. Uh, the right side broadcasting network calls Yonkin victory in Virginia. What I'm seeing here is Yonkin started out with a 12-point lead. We are up to 82% of the state reporting. But in the biggest county with the most Democrat votes, Fairfax County, they're holding their votes back. Sound familiarity? Yeah. See, after 2020, or 2020, shit, I'm a couple years ahead of my time. After 2020, everybody was supposed to count their early and absentee ballots as soon as the polls closed. That way they'd be out of the way and not manipulated later. Not in Fairfax County. So, moving on, moving on, on, on. We uh, have this poor young man, not poor financially, but poor uh, as in a bad situation, Kyle Rittenhouse. Today was the first day of his trial. Uh, the judge overruled a few moves by the prosecution to try and keep some evidence out of the defense's opening statements. Uh, the defense wanted to show photographic evidence in their opening statements to bloody the nose of the prosecution in the first round. <clears throat> and the prosecution present a very flimsy case. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is a young man. Uh, the media has him framed and convicted already, but he was protecting himself from would-be attackers and repeatedly both the prosecution and the defense 
uh, stated that Kyle Rittenhouse was running away from the people he shot. He was trying to get away. So, I think this young man is uh, going to be a misfortunate victim of the times, however. This is a jury trial. And all throughout the trial of Derek Chauvin, we saw the defense outwit and outsmart the witnesses of the prosecution. However, the difference is, in this case, Kyle Rittenhouse has the support of many, many uh, rich, powerful, uh, conservative celebrities. They have donated hundreds of thousands. I don't know what it's at now. I know Ricky Schroeder... Uh, from Silver Spoons and 1980s television fame donated a hundred grand and I didn't know Ricky Schroeder had that kind of money <laughs> I'll be honest with you but uh, I like Ricky Schroeder nonetheless uh, but a lot of uh, conservative celebrities kicked in and Got Rittenhouse a, a good setup and a good attorney. I think he's got a couple attorneys working for him, uh, but there are, there are two main ones. Today, when I watched the opening statements, I watched a nervous, uh, weak assistant district attorney present this case. Uh, now, in the case of uh, Derek Chauvin, he had one exhausted attorney the prosecution had three or four two three four attorneys uh, Rittenhouse has multiple attorneys and the state has you know at least one or two that well at least one duh <laughs> there there may be a second and of course a prosecutor's office but uh, the prosecution looked nervous, unprepared, like, uh, do I really have to prosecute this guy? It was obviously self-defense. And, uh, the defense attorneys came across extremely, uh, confident and well-prepared. Uh, the judge said that, uh, the one objection that was upheld was, uh, the defense could not say that the uh, one of the rioters that Kyle shot, the, the, the defense could not bring up the fact right now that he had just checked out of a mental hospital and that the person was in the mental hospital uh, because he had attempted suicide that the jury was removed from the room when these decisions were being made and then afterwards brought back in. The defense for Rittenhouse was allowed to show their photographs in their opening statement and the, pro the, def the prosecution's argument was 
well, these photographs are going to be evidence later. Why does the pro why does the defense need to use them now? And the judge said, um, your office has presented photographic evidence in its opening statements in the past. Well, the prosecution multiple times said, you will be shown photographs and videos that... Uh, you know, show that Mr. Rittenhouse shot these people uh, with the intent to kill and hurt and blah, blah, blah. And so what the defense was doing was drawing first blood. They got the first strike in, the first zinger. They showed the photographs to the jury and said, this is Mr. Rittenhouse defending himself. This is Mr. Rittenhouse on his back being hit with the metal tracks that hold the wheels on a skateboard. <coughs> Pardon me, sinuses are making my throat itch. So, I think the defense won the opening statements. The problem is these jurors have seen their town burned by these riots. Uh, it was um, said by jurors in the Derek Chauvin trial that the fact that they had to drive through the Kenosha riots was part of the reason they convicted Chauvin because they were afraid of... <laughs> they were afraid of new riots. They were afraid of themselves being exposed and people coming to their homes. So will this jury make Kyle Rittenhouse, this nice 17-year-old young man of what seems to be upstanding character and morals, uh, a victim of the times and convict this poor kid to a life sentence or two. And I saw a scared young boy in this courtroom. He's was 17 when this happened. He, he might be 18 now, but uh, yeah, I, I saw a very concerned-faced young man. But he's going to take the stand in his own defense, his attorneys said. So I believe he will do well under pressure. Uh, Fox News reported the judge warns, warns prospective jury of deliberately biased media coverage. And so he's basically told the jury... Be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear when it comes to this trial. Um, we can get into that. I really just wanted to pull this news article up so I could remember what the hell I wanted to talk about. I watched the uh, opening statements on uh, the Steven Crowder Rumble live stream. So it was uh, very, very interesting, as they said on Hogan's Heroes. I don't know what the hell accent that was, but it was something. So, 
What else is in the news? What? <laughs> Let me get the cigar out of my face. Did I just drop ash all over myself? No, I guess not. Ash is still there. Uh, the Washington Examiner has a, it looks like a good article. Might be, might not be. I haven't read it yet. I just opened it up because I wanted to remind myself that I wanted to talk about Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> the one, the one or two year wonder of the NFL. Colin Kaepernick, when he uh, first came into the league, was uh, one of the, the nicest young Christian men in football. And then uh, he started dating this Muslim gal. And I've uh, seen some kind of, I, I wouldn't call them documentaries, but I've seen some things on YouTube uh, about, you know, Co uh, Colin was raised by white parents, in case you didn't notice, um, adoptive or legal guardians, however you say that, uh, parents. He now has this ridiculously large afro, uh, but it's said that he really didn't know about his uh, black heritage or his blackness, his black side, until he got to college. And then he learned more about uh, the black experience in America, as if there's two different Americas, a black America and a white America. Uh, but now he has a Netflix document mockumentary. I think it, it's more mocking life and such. And one of the now infamous clips, I will not watch this, just like I will not watch Cuties, uh, I will not watch I Am Greta on Hulu, because I don't feel that uh, giving them my viewership and thus increasing their rating, ratings or whatever you want to call it, uh, it is worth it. I don't want to stroke the egos. Just like I no longer follow Caitlin Bennett on social media because her life revolves around I've got 600,000 Instagram followers. I'm better than all of you because I have 600 Instagram followers. How many do you have? I don't care. I can pick up a phone and call my state rep. I can pick up a phone and call my congressman's staff. And they'll actually speak with me for more than two minutes if they're lucky. Because I'm friends with those people. I can make things happen and get things done. And improve the world around me. Unlike people like Colin Kaepernick and Caitlin Bennett. And I can go on and on whose lives revolve around. Ooh, how much attention can I get? Will somebody give me attention? Hey, look at me. Give me attention. I need attention. Look, look, look. So let's see what the Washington Examiner 
Uh, oh, I started to go down the road. One of the infamous scenes from Collins' mockumentary. Uh, he speaks of the NFL Combine and compares it to a slave auction. How the players are prodded and poked and measured and checked for defects. Here's a news flash, Colin. Slaves didn't get eight-figure, multi-million-dollar signing bonuses, you dumbass. Okay? So the scene in the movie shows the these buff, big, strapping young black men lining up in their, uh, I don't know, uh, under armor, whatever the hell you want to call it, gear and going through the uh, height measurements and uh, physical kind of things at the uh, NFL Combine, uh, a, a mockumentation of what would happen at the Combine. And then as they walk through the frame, they are slowly transformed into, shape, into slaves in shackles. So much, so, so far from the reality. Of course, an NFL owner of a team, not of an individual, wants to see if the person he's going to invest millions in, and by invest, I mean hand that person checks for millions of dollars the way Colin Kaepernick is handed checks for millions of dollars. Slaves didn't get paid, you dummy. The Africans who captured their fellow Africans and sold them into slavery got paid, but not the slaves themselves. So it's kind of really not even remotely close, but if you're warped in the head like Kaepernick's become, uh, I guess that somehow makes sense in your demented little mind, uh, Mr. Attention Seeker. Uh, I want to reinforce the idea that, you know, uh, I am anti-cracker, anti-racist, anti-slavery. We know it's bad. And we also know that it is bad that Nike's tennis shoes are made by <clears throat> children, Uyghur Muslim children, who have been taken captive by the Chinese communists and put to work in sweatshops where they don't get paid. That they work in a Nike factory is a reward for changing yourself from a Uyghur Muslim into a nice little Chinese citizen. So essentially, the brand that pays Colin Kaepernick to uh, spread social justice, supposedly, the brand that pays him to virtue signal and call 
shoes with the American flag on it, racist, is running a, a slave shop in and of itself. So maybe that's what this means when the Washington Examiner says Colin Kaepernick is an embarrassing walking contradiction. Let's see what they have to say. Former NFL quarterback Colin Kaepernick has always been a staggeringly unintelligent activist. His new Netflix special is a reminder that people who take him seriously should be embarrassed of themselves. Well, I do declare I agree with the Washington Examiner on that. When it's director, when he isn't praising Cuban dictators, mourning the deaths of Iranian terrorists, and calling for convicted cop killers to be released, or simply repeating factually false narratives, Colin Kaepernick is promoting himself. Shameful, shameful self-promotion, just like Rama noodle hair Caitlin Bennett, who pooped her pants. Hey, Caitlin Bennett and Joe Biden have something in common. They both pooped their pants. <clears throat> Anyways, back to Kaepernick. Most recently, he has decided that entails comparing the NFL <clears throat> and specifically the draft to slavery. Never mind that Kaepernick said a few weeks ago he wants to play in the league that is the same as slavery. Maybe he likes slavery, it says. Never mind that the draft process, which he compares to a slave auction, netted him a cool four-year, $5 million contract with a $3.8 million guarantee, which later led to his six-year, $114 million contract extension. So, for being poked and prodded and looked over for defects at the NFL Combine, Colin Kaepernick, an unproven quarterback, coming out of college, uh, people said he couldn't succeed and play the NFL style of football, but Jim Harbaugh tailored an offense to suit his skill set, uh, gave him a $5 million contract, he started as a backup, became a starter, did pretty well uh, under this offense that was tailored to his skill set. Uh, and then he got a $114 million contract extension. That is not how slavery worked, Colin. Nuff said. Moving onward and upward. Newsweek, which has turned into a liberal ragtag. I really like my cigar. It says that Joe Manchin is making a mistake. I think Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, is the hero 
right now of the American Republic. He is holding off the Democrats with a whip and a chair from passing all these ridiculous, huge spending bills and these ignoramus infrastructure bills or infrastructure bill check in the, the see how tight the race between Yonkin and McAuliffe is getting we got 85% reporting and it's a 6% Yonkin lead uh, the race has been called for Yonkin anyways <clears throat> says Democrats assail Manchin for refusing to back spending bill. Senator Joe Manchin from West Virginia continued to frustrate Democrats Monday after his unwillingness to vote yes on President Joe Biden's uh, reconciliation bill, this time taking aim at the bill's $1.75 trillion social spending and climate incentives so because this bill is a democrat extreme leftist christmas wish list joe manchin is holding them off and he's not voting yes just out of uh hey my old friend mike carey is uh, expected to win his congressional election in Ohio Congressional District 15. Congratulations, Mike. Uh, he's got 56% to Allison Russo's 43%. It just came up in a pop-up ad. 85% of the uh, vote totals in in that district. Uh, back to this article about Manchin. While Democrats had hoped to have a vote in the House in the coming weeks, Manchin's likeliness to not support the bill means they may not have enough votes to get the measure passed in the Senate. Well, good job, Joe. Because this administration has already spent $3 trillion in supposed COVID relief this year. To encourage people to not go back to work, uh, help their cronies, their friends, their interest groups, their lobbyists in Washington. So, in my opinion, Joe Manchin is holding the nation together until the cavalry shows up in 2023. After the I pray to God red wave in 2022. So we've got a little over a year left on uh, this lame duck Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, and the three more years of this lame duck president. In fact, I would go a step further than that. The, the tired old man who's been elected king, the uh, dementia, Alzheimer's patient, Joe Biden. God bless his little heart. I mean, I feel pity on the man. His family should not have let him 
get this far and become president, the Democrats had nobody else that the uh, that their Washington or their Wall Street, pardon me, and their Washington swamp dwellers could agree upon. So they went with this this tired old man, this sickly, uh, senile old man who apparently has a bowel movement problem because it was uh, allegedly reported he had a bathroom accident. In other words, went poopy pants in the Vatican. You can clearly see he starts out in a blue suit and halfway through his visit at the Vatican, the same day, the same visit, it leaves in a black suit. Zoinks, shaggy doo. Uh, so the Republican in New Jersey is up slightly, approximately two points, uh, over the Democrat. That's that's big in Jersey. Uh, Yonkin, who the Lincoln Pedo Project tried to set up, you know, this is what's what uh, the judge in Kyle Rittenhouse's case meant when he said for the jury to watch out for intentionally biased media. Uh, the Lincoln Pedo Project hired protesters to go to Yonkin's rally with tiki torches uh, a la Charlottesville and pretend to be racist uh, Trump supporters. Unfortunately, some geeks on the internet caught on and said, hey, wait a minute, this and that person looks familiar. And they ain't Republicans. These are Democrat operatives. So the plan of the Lincoln Pedo Project to make uh, Yonkin look like a racist Trumper, which we're not racist, but that's what they call us, uh, failed, was foiled. So, anyways, we're going to sign off here. God bless y'all. Pray for each other. Nanu, nanu, until next time, we'll see you later with another thrilling, exciting episode of Americana. I'm Big John signing out. Hallelujah. Amen. Holy crap, where's the Tylenol? <laughs>